never need them, but you certainly may come across someone who does need help. Or you may decide to support somebody. A small act of kindness, a small act of care and compassion truly makes this world a better place. Sometimes you wonder what help is available in your local area. Getting involved not only changes the lives of the people you are helping, but it changes yours as well. I have on Chizuba Talks today, Rolanda Masharia, the Executive Director of Lift R&R. She is an author. She has written a book called He Heard My Cry. And she helps connect people to all the resources available in the neighborhood. And I believe uh, in the global arena as well, uh, Rolanda Chezuba is doing exactly the same thing by connecting nonprofits. Thank you for being here today. I am very happy because uh, I get to do these wonderful interviews with wonderful people who are doing great work in the community. So, Rolanda, tell us a bit about the mission and the purpose of Lift R&R and what does Lift R&R stand for? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And Lift R&R stands for Laboring in the Field Together, Resources and Referrals. There is a uh, saying by a lady named Jana Stanfield, and it says, I may not be able to do all the good the world needs, but the world needs all the good that I can do. All the good I can do. Yes, yes. I've heard that. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes. And, it, and, and, and that's kind of why it's laboring in the field together, right? So we have, there's so many needs. There's needs from animal help to people help, to helping with homeless, to helping with food insecurity, yes. to helping with agriculture. There are so many needs. And one of us individually cannot assess every need and be able to help, but collectively we can. So yes. Lift r r it was created because about 10 years ago, my husband of 19 years passed away when our home caught on fire. We had five children and our youngest four were adults and our youngest was a 15-year-old sophomore in high school. So if you can imagine having a 15-year-old in high school who her father has been in her life, her entire life. And in a matter of two hours, he's gone and gone in a tragic way. And not just is he gone, but the entire house is engulfed in flames and everything is lost. We don't have a photo album. We don't have a picture. Everything is gone. And what happened is I had two weeks of bereavement from work. Um, and in these two weeks, we had no place to live. Uh, we weren't from Texas, but we were here in Texas. Um, and all of our family was in California and Arizona. So in two weeks, I have to administratively try to pull enough together to get my family here for the memorial of my husband while trying to keep my daughter who is struggling. She's become suicidal. We've had to take her to the medical city of McKinney to be triaged for that suicidal ideation. And I just don't know how to help her. She doesn't want to get traditional counseling. She doesn't want to talk to a therapist. And so although we had the resources, we could go see a therapist. This 15-year-old did not want to do that. So I'm online and I'm looking for resources. One, how do I deal with intense grief? I've just lost my husband of almost 20 years. So I have to deal with the grief while at the same time trying to be strong for my 15-year-old daughter 
and trying to find resources for her. So I'm online and I'm Googling every place I can find asking questions. How do you mend from a broken heart when you've lost someone you love? Uh, how do you help your 15-year-old when they're dealing with suicide because they've lost someone they've loved? And what I ended up finding was a place called Grief Share. One word, griefshare.org. And Grief Share, not only was it domestic, but it was international. It was around the world. And I had never heard of it before. And there were 10 of them in my local area within two miles of my house. I had been there for nine years and never heard of this nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. The same with my daughter. With my daughter, I found a place called um, uh, Christian Works. And they would take 100 children every July to a three-day grief camp. And the kids are five to 18 years old. And again, within 20 miles of where I lived, and I had no idea that the place existed. And what that did for me is it, it gave me an understanding that there are nonprofits out there doing the work that is necessary to help the community, but they don't always have the awareness that they're out there. They don't always have the marketing nor the means to market. And so what we decided is that we would become an advocate for all of the nonprofits within our, our county. So we started doing Collin County, which consists of so many cities. But within there, we found places, shelters, domestic violence shelters, um, life path for people that are experiencing mental health crisis. So what we did is we said, listen, what we're going to do for nonprofits is we're going to promote you guys at no charge to you. So we will promote, if you have a flyer, if you have anything that's going on in the community, we're going to promote that on all of our digital websites. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at no charge to them. We also invited the nonprofits to events that we had where we would have 20 nonprofits each time within our area. And then we'd bring people that were in poverty, people that needed the resources that were out there. So not only did you have the people that needed the help, but you had the nonprofits there that could help those individuals. So that is the mission. And from there, we kind of grew into providing so much support, not only for the nonprofit organizations, but now we give out micro grants. Uh, a month ago, we just gave out $2,000 in micro grants to three nonprofits and their unrestricted funds so that they can use them for their marketing. They can use them for banners. They can use them for business cards, whatever it is that they need in order to get that awareness out there. there these non-restrictive funds were available for them. We're also a Toys for Tots distributor. So we have over 600 kids join us last year for us to provide Christmas toys. This is our fourth year that we're doing that for them. And we teach Grief Share. So I became a facilitator for Grief Share for three years because of what I went through and how phenomenal that program was. So that's what we do and that's our whole mission. If you're in this community and you need help, it shouldn't be like uh, going through a finding a needle in a haystack to find it. We want you to be able to come to Lift R&R and we will point you in the right direction. And that's what we've been able to do now for four years. Wow. That is, you've really been through some tough times, uh, very difficult, but to come out of it and to start something like this, which you think is a need and, you know, realize is a need is something just phenomenal. Uh, yes. Rolanda, uh, you uh, 
are helping uh, obviously with you know different people suffering through grief or requiring help so obviously there are some organizations that need to get together and uh, you know you need to establish some partnerships in order to make this happen so you yeah. you mentioned about grief share but do you have other organizations as well yes absolutely so uh, we do an event called another man's treasure every year and at this event what we do is we put out an application and families in poverty they get to apply and we get hundreds of applications but we take the 45 families with the greatest need and we bring those families to an event at that event there are 20 nonprofit organizations that have partnered with us each and every year so we make mm -hmm. sure that they cover everything from pediatric to geriatric for example we may have Baby okay. Booties Diaper Bank, and they provide free diapers and wipes. Uh, we have the Hope Clinic. Hope Clinic provides free health care. I mean, like from ophthalmology to your wellness exams, they do the whole gamut for free for people who have no insurance. So we're making sure that health care is covered. Uh, we bring the North Central Texas Workforce Solutions. They cover childcare for the state of Texas for the 14 counties that we serve here. So they do childcare and they help with education, covering education up to two years at no cost for people to get a trade, a skill, or a degree. So we make sure that they're there with their mobile units and they have the computers on the mobile unit bus, which is huge. So if you need to sign up for childcare, you go right inside the mobile unit in there to help. Uh, in that process, we give out free free furniture, free clothing, gift cards, wow. and all of the nonprofits that are there to service them. We have AEYL, Alliance for Elite Youth Leadership. They handle young adults from age 12 to age 24, including putting on entrepreneurship Shark Tank programs, where these young adults get to pitch their business idea. And then there's mm -hmm. judges. And whoever wins, they get the scholarship to start their business. So we we cover everything. And it's, it's beautiful to watch us be able to cycle in 20 nonprofits every single year, all of them there to help our clients that are clearly in need. Because again, we took the 45 families with the greatest needs. Yeah, that is incredible. You are actually offering everything under the sun. Uh, anything and everything that uh, somebody would need. Uh, yeah. that, isn't that a little bit of a challenge? Do you have a good team to help out with? Are these all volunteers? Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions in one go. No, this is great. Uh, we are made up of a five-member uh, board, and we're all volunteers. Every single one of our board members, including myself, work a full-time job. So even though I'm ED here, if after my full-time job, my next full-time job is to run Lift R&R. &R. My weekends are dedicated okay. to Lift R&R. &R. Um, but all of everybody is volunteers and they love the work that we do. Um, the support that we get within the community, it's amazing. Uh, last year, there's a venue in uh, McKinney, Texas called Gather. And they're like a wedding venue. What they did for those 45 families that we had last year is they put on a fundraising event to get people to buy brand new coats for all 45 families. And it was over 200 and something family members in those 45 wow. families. Okay. And then uh, the CEO of Sharp Shoes, James Sharp, he bought a pair of shoes for every single family member. So again, over 200 and something people. 
So the the community support uh, senior services alliance they help us every single year with preparing to give our senior citizens that live in a nursing home. We support 90 senior citizens twice a year with everything from shampoo, conditioner, body wash, because most of them are there through Medicare, state funded, and they're only allowed to keep $60 a month out of their income. So what we do is we cover the majority of their necessities so that they can use that $60 to do something else with. And so just mm-hmm. the support and the volunteers, it's incredible. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of watching other people want to help other people. Yes, incredible that is. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employees' experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision, a vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Chizuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. But now you talked about collaborations with other non-profits, you talked about collaborations with uh, other organizations. There has to be some kind of connect with the administration as well, isn't it? Well, when you say administration, help help me with that when we talk about the administration. I'm I'm talking about the state. I'm talking about the authorities. I'm talking about the institutes. uh, Yes. So, So believe it or not, most of our work comes directly and our support is coming directly from the community. For example, at that Another Man's Treasure event, where does that free furniture come from? It comes from family members in the city that says we're going to donate our new and gently used furniture and clothing and home decor to that event. Um, The support we have been able to get from the city of McKinney, they've been great, as well as the city of Anna, is we've had a proclamation every single year that proclaims a nonprofit appreciation day. And that is also being able to help us get the word out as we appreciate the work that the nonprofits are doing. So from an administration perspective, we definitely have the support. And I'm also a graduate from Leadership McKinney uh, 2021. And everybody that's that's part of Leadership McKinney, you see them out doing major work in the city. So it's incredible partnership. Just wonderful. And this gives you a lot of satisfaction. This gives you a lot of happiness, doesn't it? It does, because, you know, one of the things that I've come to learn is that for example, grief. If you live long enough, you're going to lose someone, right? So 
you know, you're going to lose someone. All you got to do is keep living because as we begin to keep aging, people pass away for whatever different reason. So although grief is universal, it affects everybody at some point in time in their life. The relationships between the two people, the two individuals or the families are unique. And therefore the way they grieve is unique. So me going through what I went through with the loss of my husband, it gave me an understanding, a deeper empathy for what people go through when they really lose someone and help us. It's easy to tell somebody, oh, it's been a whole year. You should get rid of his clothes by now. I mean, they're still in your clothes. But if that person gets rid of those items before their heart is ready to release it, they will go through a period of resentment. Because they didn't want to get rid of it. They weren't ready to get rid of it. And so it's at the point that they are ready to see the to see what they do when they are ready. They'll call us. And I'm like, hey, Rolanda, uh, I have my husband's things. He passed away a few years ago. And I'm ready to get rid of those things now. And I really want to donate it to a good cause. So they'll reach out to us and say, can we donate it to your event? And things like that. So to see how you can take a tragedy and you can turn it into something positive is a really good thing. And that's what brings me fulfillment, to know that we can help somebody get through a tough time. Yeah, true. Rolanda, um, do you, uh, does any one incident come to your mind as being memorable? I think the incident that came to my mind is a family that reached out through our nonprofit channel. And it was a family of nine, a mom, a dad, and seven kids. And they were sleeping in the car. They had moved here and uh, they were waiting to get a place and they were getting subsidized housing. So, but they couldn't get the place until it passed inspection and it couldn't pass inspection unless it had a refrigerator. And they didn't have a refrigerator. And simply because they didn't have a refrigerator, nor did they have the money to purchase one, it wouldn't pass inspection. So they reached out to us, our nonprofit board. We got together and we decided we were going to help them get the refrigerator. And we did. And so they got a refrigerator, house passed inspection. That family of nine is now in their home and they are thriving. And I get to talk to them all the time. And That's one of the memorable things because you see that it's life changing. It didn't just impact the mom and dad, but there's seven babies. There's seven kids that were sleeping in a vehicle trying to get into their spot. So those things are are the things that come to mind. How do we help? And what does that long term that long term help Mm -hmm. look like? That like you said, the small act of kindness. A refrigerator is the difference between them sleeping in bed at night or having to sleep (laughs) in a car. Absolutely. So the refrigerator is what got them the house. Yes. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I'm talking about um, mental health here now. Rolanda, uh, when people go through grief, when people go through dire circumstances, obviously mental health is a big issue. Is this an area that you also help with or do you refer uh, them to some organizations? We do refer them to organizations because those are professional helpers, right? So you you have professionals that have gone through training and gone through class, but I can honestly tell you there's so many people I've talked off the ledge. Like literally, I will have people on my phone 
saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it tonight when they're reaching out. Like, I, I just don't feel like I can do it. And here's the thing. I was suicidal myself. So in the, the, the book, He Hurt My Cry, is a result of me going to commit suicide in 1999 with five children. Um, I had really struggled in my first marriage. I was, my dad raised me who was abusive and an alcoholic and dealt with mental health issues. He was schizophrenic and bipolar and he raised my little sister and I. So I literally suffered abuse from age four to age 14. And at 14, I ran away from home. So by running away from home, I became homeless and I'm living in the streets of Los Angeles. I'm sleeping on bus benches. I'm sleeping in abandoned buildings. And by 15, I'm pregnant with my first child. At 16, I'm a mother. And my mom didn't raise us. I was raised by my father, who I just said went through all of those things. So I did not have a support system. I didn't have anybody that I could shadow what being a good mom looks, looks like. How, how do I navigate this as a teenage mom on top of everything else? So I was dealing with those mental health issues. And then I got married. So I get married at 18 and I'm in a nine year abusive marriage. So fast forward, I try to leave my husband, try to get my, at this point, we have four children together and I have decided I've got enough courage to take my four children and leave. And the struggle was really, really hard. And at some point I became extremely overwhelmed and I wanted to take my own life and I can honestly say the book, He Hurt My Cry, talks about how I cried out um, to whoever would, some people would say their higher power for the sake of the, for the sake of this show and not wanting to talk religion. I will tell you that I cried out to a God I had only heard about and never had any type of relationship with at all. But in that moment, something happened. As soon as I finished pinning my suicide note. As soon as I finished, I heard something came over me and it gave me some ideas that were not viable for me to leave my children behind. I had nowhere yeah. for my children to go. And since I had, you had a purpose, I had, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> my, my purpose was given to me at that moment that my children would not have a place to go. And why I tell you that is because not only was I in that place, that was 24 years ago. And I'm still here today to tell the story. But it's also been used as a catalyst for me to help those other people that come to me and they, they feel like this is it. There is no other way out. I don't see another way. And I get to share with them my story and how I am here 24 years later and how my entire life changed. And I'm able to, my kids are thriving. Everybody's doing well. And even though I lost my husband in this tragedy, I, my purpose has been to help people. And, and that's what's come out of everything in my life, including that mental health episode. So because I went through that, I can share that. And I don't always, I do refer to the professionals, but I'm that moment of speaking to them as I'm referring them. Yeah, I could send you away and say, hey, contact LifePath. But it may mm. be a week before you get into that to, to an appointment. True. True. But what do I say to you now to help you walk you off the ledge and say, hey, hold on. It's going to be OK. Mm -hmm. Just believe me. I promise you it's going to be OK. Mm -hmm. I'm living proof it's going to be OK. 
And that helps. I've had so many people come back and thank me because I've had those really hard conversations because I've been there. Well, Rolanda, you are doing great work. Uh, I'm so uh, inspired by you. And uh, I think you are doing your dedication to helping those who are facing emotional struggles or even physical struggles is just amazing. And I wish you luck. I wish you, you happiness. And I wish you success in all the future endeavors that Lift R&R uh, ventures into. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. We loved having you on our podcast. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.